When and where is it okay to not tell the truth? We'll find out today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. Hey, God hates lying. It's against His nature. It's an abomination to Him. It destroys society when you build it on lies. And from a personal standpoint, we're called to be the Lord's representatives. You shall be holy for I am holy, the Lord says. And we are to love Him with all our heart. We're to love people. And when you lie to people, you don't love people. We all struggle with the temptation to lie from time to time. We're put in situations on a regular basis where just a little white lie seems to be the easy way out to save our reputation or someone's feelings. This is From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. And today we're going to complete our study of the Ninth Commandment, You Shall Not Bear False Witness Against Your Neighbor. In the lesson entitled, To Tell the Truth, It's from Pastor Jeff's new series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. Now, this is the Ninth Commandment. We've been in all of them this month so far, and we'll complete this message today and begin the Tenth on Monday. But you can listen to any you've missed when you go to fromhisheart.org. Click the Listen tab. Let's get started now today. Open your Bible to the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Here again is Pastor Jeff Shreve, who's going to tell the truth. What's the big deal about lying and bearing false witness against your neighbor? Three reasons why this is written in stone. Reason number one, why is lying such a big deal? Why is bearing false witness such a big deal? Because it's an abomination to God. It's an abomination to God. That word abomination in Hebrew means Uh, disgusting, abhorrent, abominable, repulsive. It's something God cannot tolerate. Proverbs 6, verses 16 and following says this. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a proud look, number one on the list. Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Number five, feet that run rapidly to evil. Number six, a false witness who utters lies. And number seven, one who spreads strife among brothers. Seven things the Lord hates, and two of the seven deal with lying. A lying tongue, number two, and number six, a false witness who utters lies. God is screaming to us, so to speak, and saying, have I told you how much I hate lying? Now, why is it that the Lord hates lying? Why is that an abomination to him, utterly repulsive to him? Well, because the Lord is the God of truth. Jesus said of himself, John 14, verse six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Revelation 19, verse 11, John says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat upon it, who is called faithful and true. Because in the Lord's nature, in his character, there is truth. There are no lies. 
God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So lying is an abomination to God, but because it is so foreign to his character, his nature. Now, hey, lying, bearing false witness against your neighbor, that's an abomination to God. Second reason that this is in the Ten Commandments, that this is such a big deal, lying and bearing false witness, because it's destructive to any society. You can't build a society and a a nation, a marriage, a family, a business, a church. You can't build that on lies. You have to build it on the truth. And when a society is not established on truthfulness, that society is in serious, serious trouble. See, truth is the foundation. It's foundational for a society to flourish. Society cannot stand under lies. It falls apart. And not only is truth foundational for society to flourish, but truth is critical to maintain law and order so that you don't just fall into chaos as a society. You have to establish your society on truth and truthfulness. You can't have a society where the truth is out the window and whatever you want goes. You know, Jezebel did that with Naboth when her husband Ahab wanted to have Naboth's vineyard. And he was all upset because Naboth wouldn't sell it to him. And Jezebel, the wicked queen, she said, are you not the king of Israel? I can get you Naboth's vineyard. So what does she do? She gets two worthless fellows, and they're going to have this big day to honor Naboth. And at the, at the feast, they're honoring Naboth. And these two worthless fellows say, well, we heard him curse God and the king. And they had two witnesses there. And Naboth ends up being executed for the crime of cursing God and the king. And it was all a lie. Truth is critical to maintain law and order. And as you know, we're losing that in our country. You know, the government's job is to punish evildoers. Our government doesn't seem to punish anybody anymore except people that are trying to do right. They'll come after you, they'll come after me, but if you do wrong, they seem to applaud you and let you out of jail. Jim Cimbala, I was talking to him uh, a few months ago and he said in New York, he said, one guy robbed a bank in the morning, was arrested, and because we have a no, no bail policy, they just let him out. He robbed a bank in the afternoon. I mean, he, he was kind of like telling the officers, you got to let me go because I got another bank. To, I got an appointment at two to rob this bank. I mean, this is just insanity, but it's all based on lies and dishonesty. Bearing false witness is destructive to any society And then thirdly, reason number three, bearing false witness is a violation of the second greatest commandment. The second greatest commandment. Jesus said, when he was asked what is the greatest commandment, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang the whole law and the prophets. Everything hangs on these two. And as we've said in this study, the Ten Commandments were written on two tablets of stone. And the first tablet, the first four commandments, they're all vertical. They deal with our 
vertical relationship with God. The next six commandments, all horizontal, starting with honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that your days may be prolonged on the earth. And so from that, everything goes horizontal. And it's loving God in the first, on the first tablet with all your heart and loving your neighbor as yourself for the second tablet. The apostle Paul put it this way in Galatians chapter five. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care lest you be consumed by one another. Hey, God hates lying. It's against his nature. It's an abomination to him. It destroys society when you build it on lies. And from a personal standpoint, we're called to be the Lord's representatives. You shall be holy for I am holy, the Lord says. And we are to love him with all our heart. We're to love people. And when you lie to people, you don't love people. And so it's incumbent upon us to tell people the truth. See, we're called as God's representatives to speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up into all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Speaking the truth in love. Now, we're getting squeezed in the Christian community. Pastors are feeling the squeeze in the pulpit to go along with what is popular. They don't want to step on a landmine anywhere. They want to just say things that everybody can agree with. They don't want to tackle subjects that would be considered controversial. Well, listen, we're called to be faithful to the Lord. We're called to speak the truth in love, and we're called to speak into the culture. And our culture is going to hell in a handbasket, and we desperately need some preachers to stand up and say, thus says the Lord in this situation. You know, if, if we're not speaking about the things that everybody's speaking about and giving a biblical a response to those issues... Then, then we're being derelict in our duties because when the, the, the fire is the hottest and wherever the enemy is attacking on the wall, that's where we need to come and engage the enemy. I think it was Martin Luther that said, hey, if you're not engaging the enemy where he's attacking, attacking on this side of the wall and you're saying, well, I'm gonna go uh, over to this side of the wall, you're a coward. You have to stand in the gap and you have to face that head on and speak the truth in love. Now, Sudhir and I talked on the radio about a emergency room doctor in the UK who had to go through a training exercise about preferred pronouns. He wouldn't do it. He said, I'm not going to use preferred pronouns. They said, you have to use preferred pronouns. He said, well, I'm a medical doctor and I believe in science and a man is he and a woman is she. And if you come in and you're XY, you're a man, I'm going to call you a he. If you come in XX, you're a female, I'm going to call you a she. And I'm not, I don't care what you prefer. That's what I'm doing because that is the truth. He was fired for it. Lost his job for that. Bring it closer to home. There was a professor, adjunct professor at a school in San Antonio, Texas, who recently lost his job. He's been teaching biology at this community college for 20 years. He lost his job. Why? Because he was teaching biology and science that said there are male and female. There are XY chromosomes that make a male or XX chromosomes that make a female. And that's all there is. And they fired him for it. Hey, we're going to have to pay to stand up for the truth. 
but we're called by God to speak the truth in love and to not back down on the truth. And we're called, secondly, to watch what comes out of our mouths. So there's one thing to stand up for the truth. I mean, that's a, that's a body of truth. I'm standing up for what the Lord says. Thus says the Lord, and we stand up for that. What is right? But then we watch what comes out of our mouths. That gets real personal. That's like, well, okay, or, or do you break the ninth commandment? When it comes to maybe playing a game, when you're on the golf course, I'm not good enough to lie on the golf course. It's just like, yeah, I got an eight. Really, you got an eight? All right, well, I think so, I don't know, I lost count. Uh, you know, the par three, I lost count. Uh, but, but when it comes to uh, your own life, when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your home, uh, do you speak the truth? I remember as a kid, I, would, I was a brand new Christian and, and my dad, this was before we had a caller ID and so you'd get all these uh, phone solicitors and you didn't know and you'd answer the phone, hello? And this person called in and uh, I remember my dad doing this. I never understood why he did it, but uh, he started talking in a real high voice. He goes, oh, you must wanna talk to my father. He's not here, uh, bye. I was like, what is that? He goes, well, yeah, they wanted to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to them. I said, well, why did you lie to the guy? He goes, that wasn't a lie. It was a mental reservation. <laughs> I said, it was a lie. Just tell the guy I don't want to talk to you. I'm busy. Well, that might be a lie too. But just tell him, I can't talk to you right now. Why not? Because I don't want to. I mean, just be honest with him. He didn't want to do that. So we have to watch what comes out of our mouths. Now, sometimes we say, well, I didn't lie about stuff, but we have problems with gossip. The words of a whisperer, the words of a gossiper, it says in the book of Proverbs, are like dainty morsels. They go down into the innermost being of the heart. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsel. They're like little chicken salad, small little sandwiches. Well, I didn't have one. It's just not that big a deal. It's a big deal. Here's what the Lord says. Don't spread harmful rumors or help a criminal by giving false evidence. Exodus 23, one. Don't spread harmful rumors. Lots of times people will gossip. They'll spread rumors and they'll say, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but so-and-so told me this, so I just feel compelled to tell it to everybody I meet. We tell people in the membership class, listen, listen, when you join the church, church is a family, we're the family of God. And just like in any family, you can get frustrated and upset with people in the family. I said, you need to always go to the person. We don't talk about the pastor if we have a problem with him. We talk to the pastor or to the staff member, or to the person in your Sunday school class, or whoever it might be. You go to them. That's the biblical way to deal with things. The, the non-biblical way, the devil's way, is you get mad at me over something, and you talk to, to 10 people to try and build a coalition to come up against me. Let's, let's work it out. I heard this poem years ago. It says this, first somebody told it, then the room couldn't hold it, so the busy tongues rolled it till they got it outside. Then the crowd came across it and never once lost it, but tossed it and tossed it till it grew long and wide. This lie brought forth others, dark sisters and brothers and fathers and mothers, a terrible crew. 
And while headlong they hurried, the people they flurried and troubled and worried as lies always do. And so evil bodied this monster lay goaded till at last it exploded in smoke and in shame. Then from mud and from mire, the pieces flew higher and hit the sad victim and killed a good name. Think of the name Clarence Thomas. What do you think of when you think of Clarence Thomas? I always think of the lie that was told against him by Anita Hill. Say, Jeff, do you know that that was a lie? I don't know it from personal, hey, I overheard it, but I believe in my heart that was 100% a lie. I believe Clarence Thomas is a man of God, and I don't think he did anything that he was accused of, but they tried to kill a good name. Hey, we got to be careful. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. Remember the acronym THINK, T-H-I-N-K, think before you speak. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, the Bible says in James 1.19. Think, is it true? T, is it true? If you don't know if it's true, don't, don't say it. Is it helpful? This isn't helpful in the conversation, don't say it. Is it inspiring? I. Is it necessary? In. Is it kind? K. And if it doesn't pass that test, don't say it. Hey, we gotta watch what comes out of our mouths. We have to watch for the gossip. And listen, moms and dads, it's really important for you to teach your kids not to lie. Why? Because it's their bent. It's part of the sin nature to lie. I love what Adrian Rogers said in his family. This is what he did. He said, we had swift discipline when our kids were little if they did one of three things. Number one, deliberately, defiantly disobeyed. Swift discipline with that. Kids are going to disobey, but if they deliberately disobey, defiantly disobey, boom. Disrespect. Number two, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. If you're disrespectful to mom or dad, boom, you're going to get the rod of discipline on the seat of understanding. You're going you're to feel it. Number three, if they're dishonest, if they're lying. It was Frederick Nietzsche who said this, what upsets me is not that you lied to me, but that from now on, I can no longer believe you or trust you. Serious business when we lie. We have to watch what comes out of our mouths. And number three, we're called to be his witnesses and walk in the light. Why is it so important to tell the truth? Why does God say you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor? Because if we love our neighbor, we're not gonna lie about our neighbor. And we're called by God to be his witnesses, to be his ambassadors on the earth. You shall be holy for I am holy. And we, we reflect God. And what do we say about God? God is, is overflowing with loving kindness and truth. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. We can't be like him. We have to be like God. Now, 1 John chapter one says this. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. You know, just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian. Just because you say you have fellowship with God doesn't mean you have fellowship with God. Just because you say you walk with God doesn't mean you walk with God. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But... If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. 
Listen, we lie with our lips, but we can also lie with our lives. When we say we're walking with God and we know we're not. One of the greatest things that I have learned in the last 10 years of my Christian life came from Sudhir, Jay Aprabhu, when he shared in his own testimony, every person has a public life, has a private life, and has a secret life. And satisfaction in life comes when your public life, your private life, and your secret life all line up together in the light with Jesus. Because if your public life and private life look good, but your secret life, the life that you know and God knows is in the darkness, you lie and do not practice the truth. We got to get that in the light. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Now listen, Christians can get involved in some terrible things. We can do some terrible things. We can fall into terrible sins that destroy our lives and affect our families. But God's grace can change us from the inside out as we turn to him. Listen, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor or against yourself. God wants to do a deep work in everyone's heart, but it starts by getting honest with him. Have you been less than honest in your dealings with God and others? Only you know the depth of that repeated sin, but it's not too late to break that sin habit. Repent of it and surrender yourself to trust and have faith in God to help you not bear false witness against your neighbor again. Instead, be obedient to His commandments. From your heart, say, God, here's my life. Take it back. Help me to be the Christian you want me to be, you created me to be, to have holy conduct and godliness in all things, especially those things that come out of my heart and then out of my mouth. Lord, help me to tame that part of me and always allow me the sensitivity to hear the Holy Spirit speak to me and then obey immediately. I'm trusting you alone, Lord, and want to thank you for creating me to love you and serve you each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's lesson, To Tell the Truth, is from Pastor Jeff's new series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. We've been in this all month long. Now, the Ten Commandments were written in stone by the very finger of God and are the most important pieces of literature the world has ever known. And they are a perfect barometer for each of us individually to know if we're drawing nearer to God or drifting away from Him. They are guideposts that He put up to protect us and warning signs when we ignore or dismiss or even discount their truth for our lives. That's why Pastor Jeff Shreve would love for you to have a copy of this new series as a thank you for your support gift this month of any amount. The series can come to you on USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs. You choose. The series is yours when you make a gift this month. Call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org. Get the new 10-lesson series written in stone and closely examine each commandment that will provide keen biblical insight to help you grow in your faith. God bless you for your support and prayers and sharing these resources with others. 
who need a fresh and authentic word from God coming through you, his vessel. Time is gone for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Larry Nobles with a special request just for you to come right back here next time as we begin our study of the last commandment. Join us again for the lesson, The Sin of Coveting and the Joy of Contentment. That's when Pastor Jeff Shreve will open up God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from God's heart. Here on From His Heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, who for 20 years now has been speaking the truth and love to a lost and a hurting world through media. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.